The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So we mentioned this uh, story that we had about the CRA. Yeah. Uh, this is a really interesting one because it's uh, uh, the opposite of what you suspect might happen. So you've all heard about these scams, the CRA scams, yeah. where they get you to go buy an iTunes card or whatever, and they're very aggressive on the phone with their language. Pay you know, up. You're pay up or you're going to go to jail, jail, that kind of thing. So here's what happened. Her name is Stacy Hubbard. She's from Kelowna, and she will readily admit she's behind on her taxes, which... She says she's been sick. She's been yeah. in the hospital. So she's, yeah. she's had some uh, challenges, and she, she fell a little bit behind. So she gets this phone call supposedly from the CRA and they're being really aggressive. They're saying she needs to go borrow money from her family. Uh, she said, look, I've been in hospital. They said, well, if you've been in hospital, then obviously you've had help financially. So uh, you should just be able to ask them for more money. They asked her, her to go to the bank and get a loan if she had to. She says, they were unbelievably aggressive. So now she's thinking, okay, wait a minute. And that's one of the things that they say that the CRA will never do is yep. that they won't be aggressive. Exactly. So she's like, oh, it's a scam. You know, it's got to be a scam. So what she does is um, she gets a, a, a letter from the CRA. So she just puts it out of her mind. That was a scam, not falling for it. Then she gets this letter from the CRA, but it doesn't look right. The logo is slightly crooked. The language doesn't seem right. So she phones the CRA, which they tell you to do. Uh, in fact, no, she goes down to their office. So she goes to the CRA office and she shows them, mm-hmm. the CRA, the letter. And nope, nope, this is a scam, they tell her. Uh, the address is wrong on the letterhead. Uh, the numbers don't seem right. The letterhead is slightly crooked. Um, so now she's like, okay, so they, they're really stepping up their game. They're sending letters, right? So she doesn't stop there. She goes to the RCMP. Good for her. And she <laughs> presents the letter to the RCMP and files a complaint. The RCMP study the letter and accept the complaint because they say she is indeed dealing with a CRA scam. Ah. Good for her. Uh, then uh, she finds out... Uh, um, then uh, she soon found out on a phone call that she received from someone claiming to be their CRA. Here's what happened next. Mm. She gets this phone call from the CRA again saying, hey, you've done nothing about this. We told you we're going to take action. Her bank account's been frozen. She's like, wait a second. How are scammers able to freeze my bank account if I didn't give them any banking information? She calls the CRA and she goes, hey, these scammers have now frozen my account. And the CRA goes, no, we did. It It wasn't a scam. Unbelievably, the CRA told her it was a scam. The RCMP told her it was a scam. If you went by the rules, uh, the guidelines that the CRA has mm-hmm. published on their website about how to identify a scam, it wasn't a scam. But it turns out it was not a scam. She was actually being chased by the CRA. Things the CRA will never do on the phone. Use aggressive language or threaten to arrest you. Leave threatening voicemails. Demand immediate payment by Interact, e- uh, e-transfer, Bitcoin, prepaid credit cards and gift cards from like iTunes or Amazon. And ask for information about your passport, health card or driver's license. They say the reasons that the CRA may contact you would be to verify your identity by asking for personal information such as your name, date of birth, address, account or social insurance number. They may ask for details about your account and they they may phone you to say that they're initiating an audit mm-hmm. process. I'm finding this very confusing now as to how you identify a scam. If somebody well, phones, here's the thing. They I, say, 
hang up. Mm. If you do, they say that you have the right to ask them who they are. Yep. What is their phone number? Yep. What office do they work yep. in? And you have the right to terminate that call, phone back to yes. the office, not using their number, but phone back to the office using the number listed on the government website, and then be rooted through to that individual to determine for sure they're with the CRA. But I don't know that well, her due diligence cr- was pretty complete. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, right off the top, I, I think that maybe her description of aggressive phone call might be where it all kind of went went uh, a little yes. haywire because she could have she could probably have just said it was aggressive or it made it feel that way because she hasn't paid her taxes mm-hmm. she's behind so maybe you yeah, know, it's subjective to, as to what aggressive. To aggressive is is might be a little different. Yeah, I mean the CRA will not threaten to send the RCMP to no. your house. They'll not threaten to put you in jail. They'll not. They'll generally not make threats. No. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's very subjective to say. Well, is it aggressive to suggest we'll go borrow money, or ask your relatives, or take a loan? Is that aggressive? Well, it's her word against you know. Yeah. It's her. It's, it's her word. You, you're. Yeah. The story is based on what what she's saying. You don't have the other side of the story. So. Again, uh, but here's the I'd thing. like to think that a CRA employee would follow. Yeah, protocol and and yeah guidelines. Get uh, me your get me the get me the person's name. As bad as that sounds, um, I got a worse one for you. So you know we all talk about CRA uh, and you know how aggressive they can be in pursuing back taxes, and this is one example according to this woman's. Uh, uh, but they wouldn't they wouldn't do this in Germany. Um, there's a family in Germany that apparently owed quite a bit in back taxes. Mm. So there was quite a problem, and they legitimately owed it. So in November, authorities show up at their house, and they seize their valuables, which I've heard happens. I've never seen it in action. But, yeah, they're going to seize their valuables and sell them to pay off the back taxes. But one of the items that they considered to be a valuable was a pug. Oh, jeez. A dog, a family dog. dog. Yeah. Um... Because Germany has a dog tax, and they hadn't paid their dog tax. So among the other taxes they owed were this dog tax. So naturally, Mm. they seized the dog. So to recoup the tax, the city, this was city, then sold the dog on eBay and got the equivalent of 850 U.S. dollars for it, which is about, yeah, which is about half what a purebred pug would sell for. Um, And then the story doesn't even end there. So as... Egregious as that sounds, they came, what they came and got your family pet and sold it on eBay. Where's Doug the pug going? I know Mom? that's so sad, the right? Tax man's taking it. But it gets worse. They sold the pug to somebody else, right, to recover. Like I say, eight hundred. They got eight hundred fifty bucks, about half what it's worth. But in the ad in which they sold the pug, they said that the pug was healthy. Well, it turns out the pug wasn't healthy and needed four more surgeries in order to make it healthy. Now the people who bought the pug are suing the city and the tax officials for false advertising. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to cost them them thousands to defend themselves. (laughs) Is there a better way to collect taxes? Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Hey, what story do you have? Oh, just that CRA tax scam. Yeah. I got a call uh, that sounded suspicious a couple months ago, like that, saying I owed money and I needed to contact them right away. And I just straight away called the city police and they said, oh, yeah, that's a scam going around. Mm-hmm. And, and it was. And they said, don't, you know, don't call them. Don't give them your number or anything. And uh, that was that. 
Yeah, and and that's it. And and in the case of this woman in Kelowna, though, apparently it was, <laughs> she did everything. It was real, but yeah, that's a strange one. I, yeah. I was getting uh, I was getting them on a fairly regular basis a couple of months ago, and it stopped again, which has been nice. So yeah, it sounds like she just uh, really played. I don't know what she did. She just, she went too far on that. Yeah, I'll say. Have a great weekend, Steph. Yeah. Take care. Thank you, too. Okay, bye. Bye-bye now. Oh, my gosh. You know, a text here that I find interesting. You would think the CRA would have recorded the call since everyone always says the call is recorded for training purposes. Yeah, they always say that. So you would wonder, do they have a recording of it? Because that would determine exactly How what was said. How aggressive yeah. it was. Huh. Sounds like you took a call there and it was... Uh... No, it was Stephanie. I double-clicked on the wrong mouse. Oh, I double-clicked oh. the wrong mouse. Uh, it says it here, happens. eBay doesn't allow animals to be listed for sale on their site, says Brian. But uh, that's exactly where it was listed. Uh, maybe different rules for Germany. I don't know. Let's head to Massachusetts. Why not? To the dog park in Massachusetts. This is crazy. Where a fellow... Uh, by the name of Franklin Baxley, 42 years old, was uh, walking his dog. He was walking his dog. (laughs) And um, then his dog was accused of something just awful. I think you're allowed to say it. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, His dog started humping somebody else's dog. Yeah. So, and uh, this woman whose dog was was getting uh, humped from the other dog was so offended... She called the police. <laughs> she can be heard on the video because he recorded it, uh, speaking to off, uh, speaking to officers. Um, she's trying to report a crime. She referred to it as an assault. One dog assaulting another. <laughs> that um, <laughs> the dog assaulted hers in what she believed to be an aggressive hump. <laughs> <laughs> the owner of the offending dog. Uh, he insisted that he immediately pulled. Uh, the dog away, but the pair ended up kind of, you know, fighting. The, the mm. humans began fighting because she asked him to leave the park. And he's like, no, I'm here all the time. And it turns out that she's not the only one who may have, you know, Been overreacted. Upset. Yeah. Another person at the park, apparently unrelated to either of the initial parties, <laughs> can be heard on the video saying, that's inappropriate for a dog park. <laughs> no, that's exactly what that's, happens at a dog park. Yeah, I don't know if you're first... First time visitor to the dog park? So he, he responded, no, it's not. I've seen every single dog hump another dog here. She's asking me to leave, and now she's calling the cops. So this guy is a former attorney. Mm-hmm. Said, you know what? We don't need police intervention. You know, just, you know, no. She ignored him, though, yeah. and later attempted to justify her actions, claiming once again that his dog keeps humping my dog and assaulting him. Yeah, and uh, it's Attleboro Police is who responded, and they did actually respond. Uh, a police sergeant for the force saying peace was restored and no charges were filed. Now, he was asked, the sergeant, uh, whether the woman's use of a emergency services was justified and he replied well we have a motto written on the side of our cars no call too small if you see something say something and we'll investigate it oh come on so there we have it the police are happy to attend the scene of dogs engaging in hanky panky an aggressive hump i don't know what that looks like i don't know why i said that so you remember teddy the the big red dog the dingo the the ding dong dog Mm. he would just hump the air oh i know he would just I was like, okay, who are you trying to be the boss of right now? Jack, Mother Nature, good luck. Jack fancied the smallest cat in our house. Uh, the, they'd grown up together, yeah. basically. We brought Piper home as a kitten. She used to sleep in his... Yeah. He, she'd fold up, up and yeah. curl up to his tummy because it was so warm. Mm. And I guess, you know, he saw that as a, I don't know, 
I'm like, she's flirting with me. So we'd constantly have to, you'd just be, Jack, stop that. And he'd like walk away, do that walk of shame, you know, with the tail between his legs. Well, poor Pepper. So remember, well, Pepper was one of the other dogs. There are big, um, he was a big black and white um, lab collie cross. Well, Ted took a liking to him. Or thought that he could be the boss of him, whatever way you want to look at. I think it's like a dominance thing. Yeah. And it got <laughs> Teddy would get close enough, not to you know, time, but would lick his back oh. and hump the air. It was like stop it. Oh. It's just one of those things. You think among dog owners, they'd be they everybody kind of knows that's just a thing, right? Like you don't call the police and. and what do you, what would you what would be the outcome what would be the ideal outcome for in the woman's mind that the dog would be charged with assault like what she's an idiot yeah sorry do you she's, go to a kangaroo court for that? I don't she, know where she, that... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there an animal court I don't she's an idiot she I like seriously that's just that's a waste of emergency services time. I don't care that they say, no, it doesn't matter how big or how small. That's just stupid. <laughs> No crime too small. Well, speaking of uh, police and uh, idiotic people, uh, how about this out uh, of the big blue folder of stories? I haven't done this in a while. A uh, 40-year-old guy, guess where he might be from? Florida. That's right. Uh, his name is Shane Mealy, and he's from Riviera Beach, Florida. So mm. back in December, he broke into his boss's office because he knew the boss had a rare coin collection. Oh, yeah. And the coin collection was worth about 30 33,000 US, right? And, and, you know, so what Shane did was he broke in, he stole the coin collection, bagged up all the coins. Now, in the States, I've seen these in airports before. They have something called the Coin Star Machine. And I'm not sure if we have them here in Canada. I've not seen them, but I like them. And what they are is you take all that pocket change. Yeah, which, and they count there in the mall. Yeah, you just throw stores. in a big, really, eh? yeah, and just in a big heap, and it counts yeah. it for you and gives you, you know, you can either take a credit for yeah. uh, items or, or whatever. You can take cash. So Shane takes this $33,000 worth of rare coins and dumps them into a Coinstar machine and cashes them all out at face value. So he got enough store credit to buy a 12-pack of beer. So just to summarize, he turned $33,000 in coins into approximately 26 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been arrested for grand theft because it doesn't matter what he thought they were worth. It matters what they were worth. And the police have been unable to recover even a single Oy. of the stolen coins. They're out there somewhere. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.